in every way and in every moment. It's not enough to just survive. Hi everyone, this is Amani Michael of Intuit Hue, and today I'm here with Healing Words, a podcast to help you reclaim, heal, and thrive. So for those of you not super familiar with my work and what I do, my work largely centers around providing resources for our personal and spiritual wellness. So this can range from things like tarot and oracle readings, to sessions of energy healing and chakra work and color therapy, to classes in astrology and even skill building around intentional relationships. I provide these resources and services through an online community called Intuit Hue. Intuit as in intuition and Hue as in color. You can find a full list of what we offer and connect with our social media through intuithue.com. I've been working to craft this space for some years now, and sometimes what it feels like is that I'm just delivering content, you know, one, a one-way interaction. And what I've been noticing is that I have more of a desire to connect more deeply and more personally and really share more about the deeper parts of my experience and let there be more vulnerability there. So that's what this series is about, what this podcast is for, is creating a sense of community and collective learning uh, to share what I know and also to hear what others know and to be able to share that with you all. Um, Really just sharing deeply and honestly about my experiences within spirituality, while also acknowledging the ways that that intersects with my marginalized experiences. So what that will look like on the weekly is sharing affirmations, sharing healing, and especially sharing practices that you can take with you throughout each day, Um, things that you can really do, things that you can continue to practice as you navigate the rest of your life, not just in this little bit of space, but taking it with you into the rest of the world. As far as what I want to talk about today, what I want to share today, I want to talk about thriving. So I said earlier that this is a podcast to help you reclaim, heal, and thrive and I'm not sure everyone knows what I mean by thriving. You know, what it, we hear that word sometimes. We talk about it with plants. We talk about it with, you know, if a, if a business is doing really well or something like that. But what does it mean to thrive in a daily way, to thrive in our mundane experience, to thrive in everything that we do? What does it mean to thrive in that sense? This is a word that I find myself using so frequently now and... I really can't quite recall when I started using the word, and I don't know um, when it came into my vocabulary, but I know right now that it holds a deep place for me, that the concept of thriving, I think I got tired of just getting by. I realized that I wanted something more than just living day to day, just living week to week, or even moment to moment. I want something more, and I want something more present. I want something more honest and full and vibrant. I think that's when I started thinking about what it meant to thrive. I have the sense that, especially under capitalism, this big word, right? (laughs) What does it mean to our day-to-day life? What I think part of it means is that we're moving through our days so often. I I see so many people doing this, moving through their day, and the main thing that they're concerned with is what were they able to produce? What were they able to show off and demonstrate that they really are contributing member of society, right? Um, But that's not all we exist for. We exist for ourselves. We exist just because. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you weren't waiting? 
Now, you might hear this question and think, what are you even talking about? Like, I'm not waiting for anything right now even. like. But what I'm asking is, when's the last time that you weren't waiting on something in order to feel fulfilled, to feel blissful, to feel all the things that you're desiring to feel, all the wholeness that you're desiring to feel, all of the fullness of self, the confidence, the comfort with yourself, when's the last time you weren't waiting on something to arrive in order to allow yourself that? I find that if I'm not watching myself actively, I have this tendency to position the next thing, right? I'm always looking forward to the next thing. If I have plans in a couple of weeks, then I'm like, okay, well, that's the next thing. I'll check in there and see if I'm fulfilled. I'll check in there and see if I'm whole. I'll check in there and see if I can allow myself some bliss then. And what I've realized is that that robs me of ever being where I'm at. And that doesn't mean that your waiting looks like my waiting. For you, that could be, I'm waiting to just finish graduating. I just want to graduate, right? Or I'm waiting to get a job. I really just, once I get a job, everything's going to make sense. Or if this person would just do right by me, then I feel like I'd have it all together. Or those types of thinking. And perhaps you never stopped to ask yourself this question before. You never stopped to ask if you were waiting for something. But if you grew up in a highly capitalist space like I did in the United States, um, this is where I was raised in North Carolina, we are taught to always be waiting for something, to always be producing for tomorrow. Not for today, but definitely for some tomorrow. And the thing is that tomorrow never actually arrives. If we're always waiting, it never comes. And there was one experience in particular where <laughs> I really noticed this question in myself. So I was going to a vegan pledge. This was early on in my transition. Um, I think I'd been practicing veganism for like two or three months at that point. And um, I remember going to a pledge where there were going to be other people. There was going to be these talks and there are going to be food demos and you get all these different things to help support your transition. And I was just so excited to be meeting different people, uh, different vegan folks that, I mean, I really hadn't had any connections at that point. And I was like, oh, well, if I meet some folks, that will be the best thing. And when I got there, it was pretty much everything I imagined. There was so much support. There was so much engagement. There were so many resources that I hadn't had access to before. It was just a really amazing, impressive uh, experience. And then I started thinking, well, I would really love to meet someone more personally. And almost as soon as I said that, I noticed this other person, they're super hot, but just to be simple about it. <laughs> and I became sort of flustered. I was like, just really noticing this person, I was like, it would be amazing if I were able to connect with this person. It would be amazing if we could just talk, you know. And so in that moment, I set my intention on getting to know this person. And um, so as the pledge of the, the first day of the pledge went through, I uh, went up and I, I'm a very forward person. I'm a very intentional person. Uh, and once I set my mind on something, I do it. So I went up and I approached this person and I said, hey, um, are you 
vegan? Like, how have you come to this before? Did you know about this? This is my first time here. I'm really looking to connect with others, blah, 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 all these things. And really just trying to connect with this person. And they responded so fully. And they were just really vibrant and really open and warm. And we ended up sitting together for the rest of the event and we talked. And we're just feeling very connected. And so I was like, wow, this feels so nice. How nice would it feel if we were able to hang out again? And so my... (laughs) My whole focus shifted to this thought of another day, you know, well, what if we could hang out again? What would it be like to hang out outside of this space? And the thing is, I was just so fulfilled in this space. So when I reflect on it, I'm like, I just noticed so clearly how it kept changing. And to my surprise, almost immediately, um, the universe listening very attentively, this person invited me that same day to hang out with them. And... So we actually went to their house, and that's a questionable decision. I'm not advising anyone to (laughs) do that, but I was feeling very safe. I was feeling very comfortable. I was feeling very affirmed and connected. And so we got in the car after this awesome event, and we're getting ready to go to their house. And I was like, wow, it's so nice to be connecting, and we're actually hanging out, and now we're about to go to their house. Like, wow, I can't wait until we get to the house. It's going to be amazing. And then we get to the house and I'm thinking, wow, it's going to be amazing. Like when we actually start doing activities here, like, what are we going to do today? Or I was thinking like, what if I get to sleep over? The point being that at no point during this day, did I actually allow myself to be where I was? I was constantly, as soon as one thing became um, satisfied, I was looking immediately to the next thing, and it was so subtle. I didn't even notice this in myself at the time, but at every moment I was looking to what's coming next and how can that be something more fulfilling than what I'm experiencing now. And I know that when I look back at that, I missed out on so much of that experience because every part of it was beyond what I had imagined would be possible, especially in one day. And so that experience really just stands out to me as a model of how subtle these patterns were in my mind, in my body, in my emotions. I didn't even know I was doing it at the time. And and it really brought an awareness to me that I do have this pull to wait, to create something else, to create a tomorrow, to be thinking that my fulfillment exists somewhere else. So I would really strongly encourage you to just pause and ask yourself that question and really think through places in your life where you might be doing something similar. And it could be, and there's so many different forms that it can take, but I notice this in so many people around me and in the clients I work with and just people I connect with in the community. So many are waiting uh, and expecting that something outside of them holds the secret to their fulfillment. And so what most of us do, I think, when we're moving throughout each day is we're trying to get by. We're trying to survive. And I, I just graduated about a year ago, and I definitely remember hearing this all the time with people saying, I just have to get through these finals, and I just have to get through this one-nighter, and I just have this one project, I just have this meeting. And so people are it seems like people are constantly getting through things. I'm like, well, where, where are you? when do you get there? When do you actually get to be there? Because it sounds like you're always 
just trying to get by what you're currently experiencing. Is that what we want is just to constantly be moving past where we already are? Is it that horrible that we never want to allow ourselves to be where we are? Or can we craft something different? Can we craft something where where I'm at is plenty so that I'm not even concerned with if anything else exists beyond that? And I say these things not to critique anyone, but to bring awareness to how we talk with ourselves and how we approach our experiences and and the feelings that we craft around them, the stories that we tell around them, it's not anyone's fault. These are the systems that most of us are taught growing up. And if we don't actively undo them, then inevitably we're going to hold on to them. One of the things that I think sounds a little silly at first, but has actually been deeply transformative to me, is this practice that centers around a rock in my shoe. Now, I'm sure most of you have had the experience of walking and you feel something, you're like, oh, well, there's something in my shoe, it's a little bit uncomfortable, I'm walking a little weird, or like, even the way my shoes are tied on my feet, they just feel, they don't feel, it's bothering me, something about this is bothering me. And what I noticed about myself is that each time I had that experience, I would say, okay, well, when I get to the light, I'll take it out. Or when I get to, when I get home, I'll take it out. And it's really a small thing, right? We think, we might think, well, that doesn't really contribute a lot to my overall fulfillment, but I would argue that it really does. And if we look at how, how many of those small things we tolerate, how many, how tolerant we are of our discomfort, um, how to- or really how, how tolerant we are of not being in a fulfilled place, how we don't demand it of our experience. And so when I noticed that, I noticed a few different times where I had this situation. I was walking, there was something in my shoe, and I felt discomfort. And so what I've promised myself, I started this practice about three years ago, is that every time that happens, I don't care what I'm doing, I'll stop and take it out. I'll adjust my shoes. I'll take my time. If I'm running and I'm with someone and my shoes just don't feel laced in a way that feels supportive, it's a small thing. If they're too tight or if they're too loose and it feels floppy, I don't care if it's the third time I've adjusted my shoes. I will do it again until it feels right for me. And the lesson there is not that everything has to be prim and proper and we can't ever stay in a place of discomfort. I am all about leaning into discomfort and thriving through discomfort and with discomfort and beyond fear. But what I'm saying is that when we have the ability to craft our experiences in a way that feels fulfilling and blissful immediately, I don't see why we don't do that. A lot of us don't do that. A lot of us are waiting. A lot of us are saying, well, I'm experiencing this now, but it won't always be the case, I hope. But the thing is, most of these situations are within our control. And I think these very small, mundane ways that we allow that difficulty, that unnecessary difficulty to continue in our lives... I think that really grows and on a macro scale really reflects in our lives with never demanding that things feel totally blissful all the time. 
I am a very strong proponent of the idea that as an animal on this earth, especially feeling that I didn't consent to being born or being here, and I know some other people feel differently, but that's what I feel. I don't feel that I chose to be here, and I feel that living is quite a difficult experience for many, many, many of us. It's full of suffering and challenge and difficulty that I don't feel that I chose. And I, so I feel that being an animal on this earth, I really have a right always to deep pleasure and to deep blissfulness and to deep having things aligned in a way that makes sense to me. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do, I, I sit with myself, I take my time. I take forever to wake up. If, if, <laughs> if you've ever slept over with me, you've noticed that I take my time. And I'm very particular about my sleep because it's it's a time for me to come back into my body and that that's really important to me. So I take it slowly and I ask myself, as I'm coming back into this experience on this earth, what do I need today to align for myself? What's already within reach within me? What do I need to pull outside of myself? Like, what do I need to pull out from me? in order to craft the blissfulness that I deserve today and how if there's other influences or other forces, other people, other situations around me, how do they fit with what I know that I deserve and what I'm going to choose for myself? I do this every single day and it's not always easy. Sometimes I wake up and it's really difficult and I feel, yeah, I'm looking for this person, or I'm looking for this situation. I'm saying, well, you know, today's not the day. I'll feel better tomorrow when this happens. It's it's always a practice. And so what I'm trying to share with you is just different ways that I approach thriving in my life and, and imagining that I do deserve in every moment to feel blissful. In every way and in every moment, it's not enough to just survive. Now, the last example that I want to talk about regarding thriving in this episode, um, comes through the philosophy of Black Lives Matter. Now, obviously, this is something I'm a strong proponent of, um, but I'm very aware of the language. This is something I'm thinking about all the time and feeling through. What language do we use to talk with ourselves and about ourselves and construct how we talk about our experiences? I feel it's so fundamental, especially in the the day-to-day ways. And in the U.S. right now and historically, there has been a lack of prioritizing, appreciating, admiring, supporting, celebrating black life. And so it's not what I thought of the first time I heard the phrase Black Lives Matter. But now when I look at that more deeply, I notice that a lot of what we're asking as as black folks is to to survive, to not be killed, to simply have the right to continue living. And that's so perplexing to me how we've gotten to a place where we're just saying, give us our lives. We just want our lives in the sense of like, lives were lost, right? How many black lives were lost this year? It's too many. It's always too many. It's that one would be too many. But the thing is, if we can't respond to that question until we understand that we need to we need black life to matter we need black thriving to matter we need black dreaming we need an appreciation culturally of the things that blackness is and can be and all the potentials and all the 
until we can appreciate all of those things together, then black lives definitely will not matter. And as a black person, as a queer person, as a trans and non-binary agender person, I see so much of society telling me that the best I can do is get by, that I'm just supposed to do my work each day and hope that I make it. And that's just really unacceptable to me. I refuse to believe that I don't deserve thriving and bliss. And so each day I, I actively rework that. And I feel that for all of us, we have this opportunity every single day to practice an awareness of how our language, how our mundane choices really do shape how much fulfillment we think we deserve each day. And so when I pause and look at that, that's what I'm thinking about thriving. I'm thinking about what does the world look like if I prioritize my bliss? What does it look like if I prioritize my creating and my dreaming and the things that I need each day? How does the world shape itself around me rather than me shaping myself around it and constantly waiting for it to give me something? How do I craft my fulfillment by choosing it, simply by choosing it? If we move through our day-to-day -day mundane experiences, constantly trading them, constantly exchanging them in for some tomorrow that may or may not exist, and we don't allow ourselves to have it today, then that's, that's what life is. That's what thriving is. That's what it means to be alive, is to experience. And I do fear that many people are living their lives in this sort of trading way and then end up in a place where they feel like they never lived in that moment. And I know that I've already experienced that in smaller ways. And so I'm very active about being mindful to not recreate that pattern over the course of my life. And when I engage someone, I want to encourage them to do the same and to choose their thriving today, to choose their bliss today, to know that it doesn't need to be tomorrow, but that it can be right now. You can choose right now as you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for being with me to choose that moment right now to really be here, to be with me, and to say that, that this is enough, to be with yourself is enough, and it will always be enough. And if you choose something else beyond that, then it adds to the experience, but you didn't need it to be whole, you didn't need it to be fulfilled anyway, that you're already there. Everything that you already want and everything that you want to be and want to experience, you can do that right now, today. And so just allowing yourself to be with that, to be with that experience. So already in this episode, I've talked about going to this pledge and meeting this person and daydreaming constantly about what the next thing with them could be or um, what I wanted to experience with them. And I've talked about the practice of having a rock in my shoe and reflecting on what that means to me and how I engage that and talk about that experience. And I've also talked about black life mattering and how we construct that story and the thing that ties this all together is this idea of being present. But more than being present, it's about celebrating. It's about not waiting until something is lost in order to appreciate it. So I hope that as you move through the rest of your day and, and all the days to come, that 
you choose to be in the one that you have right now and that you demand not just hope, not just ask, but truly demand that the things around you necessarily align with everything you desire, that they, that the world moves itself because you're saying, the only thing I'm going to accept today is that I have everything I want. The only thing I'm going to accept today is that everything makes sense to me, that I don't need to wait for anything. I can have it now, and I accept it now, and I receive it now, and demanding that life respond to that. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of skill to be vigilant of all the ways that others and that parts of yourself and other parts of life will steal away parts of your thriving. They'll steal away parts of your fulfillment and your bliss and ask you to postpone it, to wait until another moment to experience it. It takes a lot of vigilance to be aware of the ways in which that's happening each day. But I assure you that as soon as you choose to not accept anything different, and as soon as you choose to affirm that you deserve it all right now, that you deserve everything to make sense to you, like everything needs to necessarily be on your terms, as soon as you choose that, I assure you that you will realign yourself, that's the most important thing, and not need to ask that anything else outside of you agree with you or to, to wait for it or hope for it and constantly be waiting and hoping that it does align with you. It already does because you make it so. So in closing, I want to leave you with a few affirmations, a few different tools that you can use each day to choose your thriving. And these are things that you can do when you wake up, you can use them before you go to bed. You can use them throughout your day. I find it really serves me to sit with my affirmations, say them in the mirror, to say them aloud, to hear them out in the world, right? To project um, or write them in some way to receive them in a way that I can respond to every single day I do this. So I want to leave you with a few of these affirmations and challenge you to, in choosing your thriving, to, to revisit these and everything that you do. Anytime you feel that you are in need to come to these affirmations and to craft them, if the language is not something that immediately seems to serve you, to adjust it to something that does immediately serve you. But these are things that I want to offer to you as you move through the rest of your day and through the rest of your days. So maybe you can take a moment of quiet and breathe right now and receive these affirmations with me. I am plenty. I am more than enough. I deserve to feel bliss in everything I do. I dream of something more, and I choose that dream each day. Everything that I desire already exists near and within me. I choose my thriving. And with that, 
I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and hold space with me and with yourself. In love and light, Amani. To book a reading with me, join one of our classes, or explore more of what we have to share with you in spiritual and emotional healing, visit intuithue.com. There, you will also find links to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also help this series thrive by giving monthly support on Patreon.